Hello, everyone. It's Wilka here. I am your host. This episode is the Leadership Talks podcast, and today we have Nada. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. So excited to be here. Yes. So, Nada, how have you been in this new journey as an entrepreneur? I've been great right now. As we're speaking, I'm at week three of my entrepreneurship. Excellent. Excellent. I'm sure there is like uh, those, you know, um, goosebumps is like, oh my gosh, am I doing the right thing right now? And, you know, yeah. like when you start a new job and get a position, but your business is in HR, right? Yeah. So Nada, talk to us. How did you start? You know, how did you have the idea to get mm -hmm. into this a new venture in your life? So I have two sides of my business. So I have the HR consulting side, which is working with small to mid-sized companies that typically don't have an HR team. That's where I come in and I help them where wherever they are in their phase of their business, whether they're a startup, they need to develop policies, employee handbook, things like that. I can help with that. Or even if they've been established, but they need to revamp or they just need the support or they're expanding, they're growing and they need that guidance. So I'm I'm there for your business, depending on whatever your need is from compliance to recruiting staffing and training uh, benefits. I mean, HR is so broad, so every company is different. So it really depends on where where their need is. And then the other side of my business is uh, career coaching. So I work with individuals they, who are job seekers. They are looking for better career opportunities, whether it's getting a promotion within their same company or getting a promotion outside of their current company. Um, maybe they're changing careers. Maybe they're shifting into a whole new industry. Uh, so I work with individuals, same kind of wherever they are in their journey. I help with that. I help revamp their resumes their LinkedIn's and I handle also individual coaching. If it's like mock interviews, make sure that, you know, they gain the confidence to go into their interviews and feel good talking about themselves and can sell themselves to the recruiter and the hiring manager. Oh my gosh. There's so much to talk to in this particular segment, Nada. And, you know, kudos to you because I'm sure, you know, being a, uh, uh, Latina woman, right? Hispanic Heritage Month and now super huge for us. But, you know, has that um, side of you, have you taken advantage of that as, you know, a benefit? You can speak more than one language. You know, yes. how do you actually, you know, sell yourself for those organizations? Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Speaking other languages definitely has its advantages because, you can relate to different audiences, right? So um, as you mentioned, I'm a Latina. Uh, my parents, they are from El Salvador. They migrated to the US in the early 80s. They were escaping the civil war from El Salvador. And you know they came to the US with the dream of a better life, better opportunities. My parents, they only have uh, elementary school uh, educational background. So, you know, they, they had to work since they were children. And that's just, you know, that's they, they were poor, growing up poor. And so that's all that they could do is really just work to help their families. So they thought, 
once we have kids, we want to give our kids a better lifestyle, a better opportunities, education. So they made the sacrifice. They came here. So growing up, I had my American side, right? Because I'm I'm born here and going to school here and all that. But then I also have my immigrant side with my family, with my parents. And so my parents always instilled in us, go to school, get your education. It's very important. Get a good career, make good money. You know, that was that was the, their American dream. And so, you know, I really took that in and always told myself that I have to be the one to to really be the first in my family to do whatever it is that I need to do. And and I have done that. So I was the first in my family to graduate from high school. I was the first in my family to graduate from a college, a university with a bachelor's degree. I was the first in my family to even have a corporate job. My family, you know, my, my dad was a carpenter and he became a chef and then eventually a truck driver. My mom's always been a housekeeper all her life. So, you know, that just tells you where my background comes from. So I didn't have parents who had these super awesome careers and any of that. So I really learned a lot about careers through my journey in HR. So that's why I I am very passionate about helping people, especially minorities, you know, black and brown women and men, you know, we don't have sometimes those examples in our families. So we kind of have to be the ones to set that example. And that's why I am very passionate in helping our communities to do that. Well, viva la familia, pura vida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I love uh, to hear uh, your, the humbleness, you know, in your tone um, and also bringing that into the HR, you know, because there is so much, right? Like in terms, if you can't understand others' culture, it is difficult to navigate. And, you know, thank God, right? We are in 2023, People are more inclusive, you know, but of course there is a so uh, long ways to go, you know, oh, yeah. terms. but, you know, one of the things that I loved what you said, you know, that you do coaching too um, in your business, because how do you, I, I wanted to learn, you know, if you could share, what is the approach, for example, when you um, coach someone with our background, you know, mm -hmm. And they, they are interested into a corporate job, for example, in a big, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, finance firm, for example, mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. you know, if you could share any tips on how, yeah. you know, those uh, folks could get ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I always tell people skills are very transferable. That's number one. Yeah, you might not have the the experience of the actual role but certain skills are transferable and a lot of times and I this is something that I've always always advised my hiring managers as a recruiter is give someone who is green a chance right as long as they have the right attitude the right personality the willingness to learn that is half the battle you can teach people skills you can teach them systems you can teach them how to do the job but you can't teach personality. You can't teach character traits. You can't teach any of that. That's already within the person. So what I tell people, if you're trying to make a shift from one industry to another, you're, you know, you might have to, you're going to have to most likely start from the bottom in that industry, because remember you're a newbie. However, look at your skills and look at the skills that that job description has. If you have any of those skills on there, great. How do you, 
you showcase it on your resume. So whatever the skills is whatever, that are needed for that role, when you set up your resume, that's exactly how you want it to match to that job description. You want your resume to speak, to kind of mirror that job description. I use the job description as a cheat sheet. That is, they're telling you what they're looking for in the next person that they hire. So if you're looking through the job description and you go down the bullet list of responsibilities and qualifications and all that, and if you maybe not necessarily done that in that role, but it's similar to what you've done before, you can always share that in your resume. So that, that's what I always like to say is use a resume, the, the job description as your cheat sheet for your resume and your skills are transferable. So now I totally agree with that, you know, and I think also I want to pick your brain because, you know, there is no job description when you are becoming an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. How did you get this idea uh, to have your own business and, you know, help others uh, with your ability, you know, in your expertise and experience in the HR role? Yep. Well, this journey started for me back in January of 2021. Uh, we had just purchased a new home and I was just like, you know, I just want to make some extra money. And so it wasn't that I like needed it, but I just, something in me was like, hey, you know what? I just want to make some extra money. I tend to have a very expensive lifestyle. So I need some money, right? So I knew that I didn't want to work a part-time for another company, I figured I need to hone in my skills, what I know, what I can do, and kind of go from there. So I was thinking, thinking, thinking. I hadn't, you know, really, really set on anything yet. And out of nowhere, I had a friend who was also an ex-colleague. He hit me up and he was like, Nada, I am applying for another job. Uh, my resume sucks. I haven't revamped it in years. I know you've worked in HR. Can you revamp my resume? And then that's when the light bulb just went, oh, here it is. This is it. This is what I can do to make some extra cash. So I did that. I completed his resume. I revamped it and everything. And then from there, I was like, you know what? I could. Th I think I can make this into a business. So I announced it on my personal Instagram, letting my connections know that, hey, you know, I have this service. If you are interested, let me know. We could schedule time together. And I mean, it, it just, my inbox was out of control. People were really hitting me up like, oh my God, I need this. I'm looking for another job or, or I just need a new resume or whatever it was, or I don't have a resume. So that's when I really, really found out, okay, this is really a thing. It's really a need. And that's when it clicked that people will pay for that service. And I understand that because throughout my years, like I mentioned, I've seen resumes that are great and resumes that have sucked where I'm like, oh my gosh, you are doing a disservice to yourself. This is why you're not getting callbacks from recruiters or hiring managers because your resume is not telling your story. And so I knew that it was definitely going to be a thing and it was going to be a hit in which it, it did. From there, I had another ex-colleague. She reached out to me and she said, Nada, I'm working with an IT school right now. They have a program that once the students graduate, they, of course, start looking for a new job in that role. We would love to have you to come on board to be that career coach and revamp their resumes, help them with their LinkedIn's, and you'll be working with us 
So you'll always have like that consistent uh, in terms of resumes. And I was like, okay, perfect. That was when my initial uh, work with businesses actually happened. From there, they saw what I did, they saw my work, and they asked me to consult for them because they were growing. So I said, of course, I will, I'll help you. I've established departments many times, so I'm very familiar with starting those things. So I helped them with that. And from there, my boss, she found out that I had a side hustle because I hadn't mentioned it. You know, I, I didn't want it to really be out there just because I'm like, uh, you know, sometimes companies can get real iffy about you having a side job or a side gig. So anyway, she found out and then she just said, hey, just make sure it doesn't interfere with work, which I made sure that it didn't. But I, I kind of put myself on the back burner because I didn't want any trouble with my current job. So I kind of put myself on the back burner, but I was still here and there, do resumes, LinkedIn's and all that. But it wasn't until actually December of 22 that I was waiting on this promotion. You know, we had we had a director role. The director, the current director at, at that time had resigned to go somewhere else. And I just knew I was the next in line. Long story short from there, uh, when I got to my performance review, I didn't get the title, I didn't get the role, and I didn't get the pay that I thought that I would get because I just had a hell of a year and I just knew that I was up for that promotion and I was going to get more money. That didn't happen. And so that's kind of what then just started for me to say, okay, time to come out from being on the back burner and to come on the front end for myself. And I got to put myself, my business out there. And then now here we are. Oh my gosh, Nita, I love this story because uh, it's very similar to when people ask me, oh, how did you start a podcast, right? So it's like, well, it was um, not from such a positive, you know, background because, uh, you know, we were coming out of COVID, I wasn't still employed, yes, but, you know, I felt that I couldn't uh, speak up or be creative. So mm -hmm. then I'm like, oh, what can I do for myself, right? Yeah that it can yeah. ignite my creativity and yes. also be able to talk, to speak with other folks in the hospitality industry that are mm -hmm. going for the same thing. So yeah. huge kudos to you for, you know, coming out of that corporate life because I know it can be scary, um, mm -hmm. especially with, you know, this day and age and economy and all of the, you know, what's going to happen in six months or what, you know, the housing market is going to be next year, especially you, you know, as a new homeowner as well. Yeah. But, you know, I just love how, you know, that ignite your power to, you know, become your own entrepreneur, you're in, in you know, start yeah. your own business. Because in the end of the day, like you said, people do pay for those uh, services, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. people need, people are looking for jobs every yeah. day. So when yeah. you know, either if it's within their own career, or, mm -hmm. you know, new position, revamping, you know, a mm -hmm. resume. But one thing that got my attention, Adam, um, uh -huh. you just mentioned as well that you started on Instagram and then, you mm -hmm. know, you also redo the LinkedIn's. So yes. it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, many people have come to me, oh, you know, can you help me with my LinkedIn? I was like, oh, that's not what exactly I like to do. You can look at my, mm -hmm. you know, go from there if you, you yeah. are in the hospitality field too. So, you know, yeah. that's a tip. But you definitely, mm -hmm. I think, you know, professionals like yourself, you have an organization, you work towards yeah. you train the candidates, you know, even with yep. the interviews, that's amazing. Oh, um, yeah. 
So if you can talk to us a little bit about that, you know, what is like the demographics of folks that are coming to, you know, your business right now and mm -hmm. you know, what you're focusing on for 2024. Yep. So my, my main audience, like I mentioned earlier, is more of the minority. So I get a lot of black and brown men and women, uh, even though I, I tend to speak to the women a lot more because, you know, I'm a woman and I relate to a woman better, but I get both men and women uh, in terms of the coaching, the career coaching side of things. That's usually who I, I my, that's my audience. And when I announce it to my personal Instagram, my personal Instagram really consists of a lot of either friends, people I went to school with, people that I've met along the way, or, you know, coworkers. So that's kind of been who my target audience was on my Instagram. Here and there, I would promote it on my LinkedIn, but I didn't want to heavily promote it because like I mentioned, I just didn't want to ruffle any feathers at, at work. So I didn't really announce it too much, but here and there, people would know and they would hear about what I was doing, about the resume, the LinkedIn revamps. And you know, it, it's one of those things that does really well for me because it, it's one of those things that people would rather just pay for the service, for the convenience. They trust that I am the expert. People have followed me, have, have followed my journey for many years. People know me well. And so they trust that I can revamp their resumes and their LinkedIn's. So I work with, that's kind of like my demographic really is, you know, that's my audience. Awesome. Awesome. And um, Neda, if uh, someone uh, mentioned to you, oh, you know, I've been working on my on my own personal brands, you know, because this is one of the topics that I love to speak about because everybody can read, right, a resume. Everybody can uh, share their opinion about an industry. But I wanted to hear your thoughts. What mm -hmm. does personal branding uh, to a candidate, how does that speak when they are applying for a position, for example? Oh, yeah. it Personal branding has a lot to do with you getting your opportunities nowadays because we have LinkedIn and recruiters, hiring managers, they're going to look you up on LinkedIn. They're going to look you up. They want to see what you're up to, what you're doing. You know, they they're going to really figure out, OK, if I can tell if this person is a fit. Right. So it's kind of like you're getting prejudged. So you want to make sure that whatever you're posting online, that it still remains professional. And if you can talk about your experience, your skills, uh, your knowledge, if you can share that with the world in LinkedIn, then that just shows that, you know, you know your stuff. And managers are going to want to talk to you because they see that you're also, you know, reaching out to your audience. They see that you're personable. They see that you care for other people to know about what you know, things like that. Things like that really stand out to hiring managers. So, yes, they do look you up online. Um, some will even look you up on Facebook. They might look you up on Instagram. So be very careful. You know, if you don't want to be found, just set your profile to private. So that way they don't see what you what you do on your personal time. But um, it's very important to have your personal branding. I, I know like for me, for example, my branding on LinkedIn and even on my personal, I talk about work all the time. I talk about HR. I talk about what, I've do, what I'm doing, what I've done, what I'm up to, things like that. 
And I kind of take people on a journey of what I'm doing. So it's like kind of like in a way storytelling where people really are engaged. They are keeping up with me and they, they're sending me messages. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that you did this. Or like, oh my gosh, I love this. Or they'll listen to my podcast or whatever it is. People are watching, people are listening. You'll be very surprised. So your personal branding nowadays is super, super important for you to have. Excellent, Nita. And then I love you. This is one of my topics, right? Because I think, again, you know, in the hospitality world, everybody knows everyone. So what are your, how can people get in touch with you, Nita? And what is your podcast, your LinkedIn, your Instagram, your TikTok? Yeah. So uh, I, on LinkedIn, I'm Nada Urias, comma, Sherm CP. So you can find me there, connect with me. And I am Elevate Your Career and Elevate Your HR on Instagram. And the your is you are, I'm playing off of my last name. So instead of saying your Y-O-U-R, I say you are. And so you can follow me there. I'm slowly going to be making my way to TikTok and possibly Twitter. So you can find me there maybe later on. But yeah, definitely connect with me. My podcast is called Living La Vida de Luxury. I That's where I talk about anything first-gen experience. Because like I mentioned, I'm a first-gen myself. And so I understand the struggles that we have, what we have to go through, what we deal with, and kind of we're the trailblazers of our families. So I talk about like things, whether if it's like around finances, like even personal stuff, career, I mean, traveling, travel hacks. I talk about all those things because I want to just help you know, first other first gen or even anyone else who would be interested in kind of learning more about those topics. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. I can't wait, you know, to listen to your podcast because I think, you know, this is one of the also ways that I've learned for myself on how to be a better, you know, speaker. Because, you know, like me and you, we met through LinkedIn, right? We got in touch, yep. being supporting each other. But, and then yep. I was like, oh, let's do a podcast together. Why not? You know, yes. because yeah. this is how you get connected with folks, not mm -hmm. just from your industry, but, you know, worldwide, right? Like you can connect with people everywhere in the world. And That's also one of the highlights that I always tell people, you never know who is watching. So, mm -hmm. you know, to tap into another industry, you know, HR, it's amazing. And, you know, sharing like the story of yeah. yourself, it's, you know, just unbelievable. So keep it up, you know, the amazing work you're doing. And thank you so much for joining me at the Leadership Talks podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure.